0: Hey guys, welcome back to Mickey Mike's Up. I know it's been a minute, so thanks for sticking around and coming back for this one. Since the last episode, I've had a lot going on. I had my going away party, drove to Ohio, moved into college, and started classes. Luckily, the Cell did take a little bit of a break with the chaos the last week or so because of some tournaments that were going on. And as much as I would love to do an in-depth analysis about each of those games, there was a lot going on with the Cell games. And so we're just going to do like a quick overview and briefly mention some about each games in the tournament. Um, Besides that, I am really glad to have my roommate Clara on this episode so we can talk all things college Next week, we'll be back to normal with all the sports content you could want. And so, thanks for tuning in and let's just get into it. All right, so we're going to start off by talking about the Women's International Champions Cup, which took place last week. Um, It featured four trophy winning teams that represent the best that women's soccer has to offer. Uh, The four participants each qualified for the tournament by winning champions in their 2020 tournaments, competitions, and leagues. So, the Portland Thorns hosted the tournament at Providence Park because they were the winners of the Fall Series and the 2021 Challenge Cup. And so, that allowed them to host the tournament. Uh, The remaining three clubs were Lyon, who qualified as winners of the 2020 UEFA Women's Champions League, and uh, then the Houston Dash, who were the 2020 Cell Challenge Cup winners. And then Barcelona, who qualified as winners of the 2020 Primera Division. And they also won the 2021 UEFA Women's Champions League. And Lyon was the only team to have competed in this tournament before. And so they were looking to defend their title against the other three teams who were new to this and so the first game of the series was barcelona versus leon and leon won three to two uh against them um an 85th minute game winner from melvin mallard so that goal allowed leon to advance against the winners of the th- of whoever won the thorns versus the dash game and so the thorns and the dash played later in the day with the result ended up being a draw and so the thorns went into the half under by two Uh, The Dash scored two goals, both of them from Shea Groom, and then at the start of the second half, the Thorns scored twice to even the playing field. The second Thorns goal came from Olivia Moultrie, who was the youngest on the field by a landslide because everybody knows that she's 15 years old. Commentators love to mention it, love to talk about how she's young, and compare her stats to Carly Lloyd, who is retiring. Um, And due to the game being tied, it ended up going to penalties where the Thorns were able to advance. Uh, Megan Klingenberg, Olivia Moultrie, and Simone Charlie sunk their PKs, and um, that helped them win. Simone Charlie took the last PK, and I think that we just need to praise Simone Charlie every time she plays on the field because she is so, she's just so good at what she does, and I just love her. Um, The Thorns put goalkeeper Shelby Hogan in, and this was actually her professional debut, and so considering the fact that she made three saves in the PK shootout, like, she did a kick-ass job. The Thorns went on to play Lyon in the final match, and it was very intense, but it was kind of a boring game, to be honest, Um, just because there wasn't a lot of goals, and just because of how intense each team is, there wasn't a lot that happened, Um, but the Thorns were able to pull ahead with a goal from Morgan Weaver in the 87th minute, and that basically ensured the game would end in regulation, and brought the Thorns their second win of the year so far, so they won the tournament, Um, Lyon came in second, and then... Barca and the dash played, and and that game was a lot more, you know, back and forth than the other games, so Barca got ahead with a goal in the 30 first, 31st minute, and it remained 1-0 going into the half, and then the second half had a lot of goals. Um, there was an own goal for the dash in the 48th minute, and 15 minutes later, Shea Groom was able to pull ahead for the dash. The dash didn't hold the lead for long, though, and ended up placing 4th in the tournament because um, Barca had two goals from Alexi Pateas that pushed them towards a 3-2 to win and got them third place in the tournament. Um, after the tournament ended, they came out with, like, a, you know, best 11 for the entire tournament, and there were some few Cell players on it, so for the, um, the dash, Rachel Daly was on it, which, honestly, good for her, because she had an amazing, like, goal line clearance, really stepped up her game defensively, and, Especially coming back from the Olympics, like this was one of her first games back with the team and back with training, and so she really stepped up and did a great job. Um, Shay Groom was also on the best eleven, and I mean she scored all the goals for the dash, so that was to be expected. Some other key players who are super well known: Caroline Graham Hansen, um, Alexi Puteas, Wendy Reynard, and just a lot of notable names were on the best eleven. And it really was a super good tournament, and it was really exciting to see something like that happen with NWSL teams. Um, there was also the tournament with Racing Louisville, Chicago, and um, um, PSG, and Bayern. Racing Louisville ended up winning that against Bayern, and it was also a good tournament. It Most of the games ended up going to um, penalty kicks, Um And in the final, it actually, the penalty kicks were kind of crazy because they did, I think about like eight or whatever, like all five went and then more players went. And then it even got so far that the goalkeepers went. And so, I mean, Katie Lund for um, racing Louisville, her professional debut, killed it, made lots of saves and then scored her own penalty kick to help win for the team. So, I mean, it was a really exciting game. But I don't have much to say on that because I did not watch the entire tournament. Um, now I'm just going to mention a few NWSL games in this section because if I'm being honest, I haven't watched a lot this last few weeks. There's been a lot going on, Welcome Week stuff, all that jazz. And so I'm just going to give a quick recap of like two or three games so that I don't sound repetitive talking about all of them because I don't know what happened in most of them. Um, With that being said, on August 14th, so that was two Saturdays ago, um, Kansas City was able to find their first win of the season against the rain. It came with a goal from Victoria Pickett in the 73rd minute, and it was just really exciting for them to finally get that win. It definitely seems like it's going to help reinvigorate them. I don't really think that, you know, there's any potential for them to get close to a playoff spot this season, but it'll definitely help them going into, you know, the postseason and even next season and last Saturday um North Carolina played Kansas City where they won 4-0 um so Kansas City high on a win was not able to carry that over but you know Lynn Williams also returned to North Carolina so obviously they were going to have a good ride too um Lynn Williams opened up the scoring and then Jess McDonald scored her 50th regular season career goal And so that was really exciting for her. She ended up being player of the match. Um, Amy Rodriguez added a goal against her former team. And then Meredith Speck scored in the 90th minute to bring it up to 4-0. Even though they scored a lot, North Carolina also saw a red card. Um, One of the players got a red in the 75th minute. And so for the last 15 minutes of the game, they were down a player. But they were still able to score and, you know, maintain their win. Um, Later that day, Gotham also had their first of two games on the road and they hadn't lost a game on the road at all this season so far. And so at some point that had to be broken. Um the rain beat Gotham three to two. Both Gotham goals came from Ify Anamano, who has truly been carrying Gotham's front line on her back this entire season. The last few weeks she has been on fire more than usual and when players like Midge Purse and Paige Monahan are still missing um due to injury, it's, you know, really comforting to know that you have such a strong um forward in Iffy and she is just going to keep converting and scoring goals. Um, the rain got a goal from Kristen McNabb, but were truly able to win because of two penalties. Gotham then played the Portland Thorns um, on Wednesday, where they lost 2-1, to one. and as much as I wanted to be mad about this, the goal that opened the game came from Sophia Smith and was beautiful, and if you know anything about me, you know I love Sophia Smith, and so I was really excited to see her score. Um, her technicality on the ball is something... That's really exciting, and she's been playing really well lately. Um, I really hope to see her and Trinity Rodman play on the national team together soon because I feel like they would um, mesh really well. And, you know, they're both so skilled on the ball, but are also able to score like really good goals. And I think that they just have a great vision of the game. Like, they're not just good at playing, but they know how to look at it from a good perspective. And so, Soph really has been killing it lately, Um, even in the tournament. Honestly, she should have been on the best 11, but obviously there's only 11 spots. So um she wasn't, but she's been really great lately. Um Gotham played this game in a 3-back, which I am not really a big fan of because the last few games we've played have not been our best defensively, and I mean the entire first half of the season we were talking about how we were such a good defensive team and you know not conceding goals and in the last few games we've conceded like 11 goals or something like that. And so I definitely think that there's room for improvement there. Um in the 30, 41st minute, Christine Sinclair scored a penalty, um, putting them up 2-0 at the half. I don't know who gave away the penalty, but I just know that Estelle Johnson and Eric Skrowski were yelling a lot, and I don't really know if it was technically a penalty, but they got it. You know, it is what it is. Um, Eric Skrowski had kind of a rough half, and um, I don't know if it was just because of how aggressive the game was, or if there was something up. But she is on the injury report this week with, um, like, I think a right quad injury or something like that. And so I'm glad that they did pull her at the half because if she did get hurt during the game, I'm glad that they didn't, you know, push for her to keep playing and possibly make that injury worse, especially when we have, you know, Mandy Freeman already missing. We need our players to stay healthy for the back line. Um, in the 78th minute, Gotham scored off a Carly Lloyd header, but it wasn't enough for us to win, um... That was pretty much all that happened in the NWCL. There were a lot of ties, Um, nothing crazy, honestly. It was a pretty chill week game-wise, but, you know, tonight I think Chicago plays against Kansas City, and then tomorrow there are a lot of games. So tomorrow the Washington Spirit, North Carolina Courage play at 5. These are all Eastern times. Gotham and Orlando play at 5.30 Eastern the rain in Portland play at seven, and then the Houston Dash and Racing Louisville play at seven thirty, and so there is a jam packed schedule of games tomorrow, and so be sure to tune into those. And now we're gonna get into some other um, NWSL news this week because Angel City FC finally made some moves. So Angel City FC finally announced that they hired a head coach. They hired Freya Coombe, who is currently um, Gotham's head coach. And when they made the announcement, they said that Freya would be staying with Gotham until the end of the season. But then a few days later, um, Yael, who is the interim general manager for the club, announced that they would be parting ways after this Sunday's game. So the game against the Pride tomorrow will be Freya's last game with Gotham. Um, Freya will be working alongside Robert Udberg I think that's how you say his last name who will be the assistant coach and the performance director um he will also be leading the team sports science nutrition strength and conditioning and just overseeing training um about a month ago Angel City had had rumors that they were going to be hiring um Sean Nahas Nahas however you say his name I don't care um some random white man who worked for the North Carolina Courage Um, and there was a lot of negative reactions to that, um, people weren't very fond of the fact that a club who is preaching diversity and inclusion was going to hire another man to coach a women's team, and so I guess they got rid of that and decided to take a coach from another team, um, obviously Freya, it was her decision to leave as well, um, and I do hope that she, um, you know, has a great time in California, but, I am slightly salty as a Gotham fan that, like, she's gonna leave. Like, what the heck? Because Gotham has been through the ringer this season. Um, They said that it was authorized by general manager of Gotham, which also no longer works for Gotham. So, um, Elise authorized for Freya to, you know, interview and talk with the team and back and forth, you know, all that stuff. And now... Elise doesn't work there, and Gotham is going to be looking for a new coach. Yale said that there is um, a candidate being looked at, and that it's very exciting, and there will be announcements coming soon. So I really do hope that it works out for Gotham because they have have eh, words. They have been having one of their best seasons yet, and so I'm really looking forward to, you know, who's hired, and I hope that Gotham can keep the momentum, even though you know a lot of crap has been thrown their way this season. It definitely is a weird situation though just with like the expansion draft coming because Angel City is an expansion team which means that they get to pick um, players from the other teams to help build their team and so it'll be interesting to see what happens with all of that because she works so closely with Gotham now and is going to be leaving to go work so closely with this other team as the coach Um, and with the new allocation rules and how many players can be protected obviously she probably has her eyes already set on people. She probably has favorite players that she likes to play and so the new coach is going to need to kind of like figure out what she's thinking because Freya knows the players on like a personal perspective as their coach but now she's going to be the one like poaching these players and so um the new coach really needs to make sure that they you know make good decisions when it comes to protect protecting players because we saw with the last expansion draft Gotham didn't perfect protect I can't talk today um Gotham didn't pre- protect oh my gosh Jennifer Cujo and obviously we got her back because we need her on our team but the fact that they never that I can't I re, I'm so sorry guys this is a really rough one today the fact that they um didn't protect her in the first place was kind of like eh so I hope that they make good decisions with protecting players and Caprice Didasco if you midge purse better be top three protected that's all I gotta say but now we're going to get into the good stuff with Angel City. So obviously they announced their head coach, they announced their assistant coach, but they also announced their first player signing. And so Kristen Press is going home to Los Angeles. She will be the face of Angel City FC. Um, this also marks her return to the NWSL since her and Tobin Heath went over to um, Manchester and played at United for a bit Um And, you know, I can't really blame them for not wanting to go to Louisville. Um, I don't really want to go there either. Um, (laughs) So Kristen, obviously, like she's expressed wanting to play in L.A. forever. Um, Even national team games, she loves playing there. And she said that it feels like a moment that she had been hoping for for a really long time. She was born and raised in Los Angeles um, and always wanted to play there. And so the fact that she gets to go back and play there for, you know, the end of her career, which as sad as it sounds, it is kind of closer to the end than it was to the beginning, and so um, it's really exciting that she's going to get to like conclude her journey in the place where it all started. Um, by the time that she steps on the field, it won't be till 2022 because um, that's when LA is joining the league, but it'll be two years since she's played in front of NWSL fans and um, at a home stadium. And so it's really exciting that she'll be back in the Cell because, for selfish reasons, I really want to see her play, and so I'm really glad that she's back. Um, everyone kind of assumed that she was going to be the face of Angel City. They kind of expected that she was going to be there. Um, and, I mean, if she wasn't signed, there was obviously going to be outrage on Twitter because everybody wanted to see her there. Um, and so, you know, it was just a matter of how she was going to get there because Racing Louisville held her rights and they also hold Tobin Heath's rights still. And so it was just a lot of debate back and forth on, you know, what their rights were worth. And so Louisville ended up leveraging Kristen's rights for 75000 in allocation money, Angel City's first college draft pick in 2022, and protection from Angel City for the upcoming draft. So Angel City can't select any of Louisville's um, players. Um, which kind of gives them an advantage because then they're only gonna lose one player to San Diego, and so they can kind of go into this with a um, you know pretty even playing field into the next season, unless they try to make a similar trade with San Diego and Tobin Heath goes there, and then they have full team protection, which I could very easily see them doing. Um, Kristen will also um be making the most in um the nw cell her salary is not like i don't know if it's like exactly confirmed but um for three seasons she's making a little bit more than seven hundred thousand dollars which is with salary caps in the nw cell like a really high number and so angel city clearly is investing her for the long term and really wants her to be there to build the club and it's really exciting to see and I that's really all I have to say I'm just so happy that Kristen gets to play at home and I really hope that she's captain of this team and you know the these next few months are probably going to be wild with like trades and you know expansion draft stuff because everyone's going to want to be protecting their team and there's only so much you can do and so Louisville really got a good deal at the end of this and Kristen gets to go home so that's exciting Um, With trades and prep for the expansion draft, Adriana Franch was traded to Kansas City and in return the Thorns got goalkeeper Abby Smith from Kansas City. So it's kind of an odd trade especially considering the Thorns have Bella Bixby and Shelby Hogan as their goalkeepers and Abby Smith is definitely a starter so that kind of makes me think that Abby is going to be going to either LA or San Diego and it's more of a prep move so that they have less players that they have to protect. And A.D. is from Kansas, and so she had spoke about how she wanted to kind of go home um, and that she's really excited to be playing in Kansas City. Um, Obviously, she loves Portland, and she made, like, this whole, you know, Instagram video about Portland and the community and all the work she did there because she really did so much with kids there and everything like that. And so it kind of is sad to see her not be on that team anymore, but I'm really excited to see what she does do. Um, with Kansas City, and I hope that it kind of helps Kansas City get into a groove. And yeah, that's really all I have to say today on the NWCL section. Um, my brain has been fogging a lot this last week with college stuff, so I promise next week will be a much better, more put together episode where I don't say um a million times. If you stuck around to this point, um, thank you. Keep listening because you know, in probably like five seconds for you guys. I have an interview with my roommate and it's really fun. So keep listening. And um, yeah. All right. So now that we've talked about all things NWL and soccer, we are going to get into talking with my roommate. So I have my roommate Clara with me here. Um, Clara, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself before we get into some questions? My name is Clara. I'm from
1: the Cleveland area, but I'm originally from New Jersey. Um, I'm a history ed major, and a fun fact
0: about me (laughs) is that I can't drive a car. (laughs) Not the fun fact. So, basically, we're just going to talk about what move-in was like and what our first week at college has been like. And so, move-in day was kind of crazy. Clara moved in before me, and... I mean, how did, how did it go with your family?
1: It was pretty good. Uh, when we moved in and got, like, when we saw the room for the first time, it was in the wrong layout, so that was kind of funky, and we had to fix it really fast. We also only had 30-minute time slots to, like, move everything in, and you had to move your car really fast. It was very fast-paced is basically the summary, and there was no time to think about anything except for moving in.
0: Yeah, and so after Clara moved in, I got here like half an hour later, but um, the elevators were so slow, and so our room's on the fifth floor. And so we, um, at least my family, we carried most of my stuff up, all five floors, um, so up and down the stairs so many times. And, of course, it's, like, exciting. So, like, parents are, like, trying to take pictures and all this kind of stuff. And, like, you just want to get your stuff in the right places. And so our room was kind of chaos until probably, like, Wednesday. I feel like everything's kind of in place now, right? Yeah. Um, And so we had that going on. And then, you know, once everyone was moved in, they kind of, like, get us started with things right away. And so... We had convocation, which, for those of you who don't know, it's basically just, like, a welcome to college. Let's kick it's off like,
1: the year. It's, like, opposite graduation.
0: Yeah. And so we had that. And then um, after that, we our school does this thing. You do a lap around the J. And the J is basically, like, the middle of campus. And so you do, like, a lap around it. And then, like, when you graduate, you do that again. And so we had to do that. And it that was, was so embarrassing. It really was because all the parents and, like, Like upperclassmen upperclassmen that are there are like lining the sides and just like cheering for you and you're like what the fuck is going on (laughs) Um, and so that happened and then after that we just kind of said bye and like our parents like left and then we were just like what now
1: yeah
0: Um, After then we had like our meetings right Mm -hmm. so we had a camp meeting and so basically we do this thing called Camp Owoo and it just is to like integrate you into college and like make you make friends basically it's orientation yeah and then um we had a floor meeting and that was that was fun we love shout out to um bestie Payne and bestie Brittany rras they're really cool um i hope Payne can hear this yeah <laughs> <laughs> um we're in the study room right now so everybody on the floor can probably hear us because these walls are <laughs> not thick um and then that night like we were literally like laying there and we were like we have to
1: live here now yeah I mean, like we're in college now it was very like it didn't even really hit it was it was like we were saying that to ourselves to convince ourselves that it was happening but it didn't really feel like it was happening yeah it, it was, was very, very odd
0: it very much felt like summer camp for the first three days because yeah. we were doing like scheduled activities and we had scheduled eating times and then like sunday afternoon like camp was over and then they were and like there was okay
1: nothing to do and it was so odd
0: Yeah, so we literally just, like, went back to our room. We were just sitting there, like, what now? Um, And then, like, the upperclassmen moved in, like, a few days later. And so classes started Wednesday. And they've done, like, a bunch of, like, events and stuff um, for us, like, welcome week events. And so um, there was, like, an open mic night, stuff like that. And then today they had Day on the J, which was, like, food and, like, bouncy stuff. And I don't know. It was fun. Um, And then... Yeah, that's kind of what, like, the overall week has been like. There's been, like, one or two events every night, and then it's just kind of, like, chilling around, organizing things. Um, I'll get back to you guys about, like, what it's like in another week or two when classes actually, like, get started, because it was just, like, the syllabus, basically. Um, Except we had so much reading.
1: So much reading already.
0: But um, now we're just going to going to ask you some questions. We're going to talk about some other things. It's going to be great. I hope you guys are enjoying this so far because Claire and I have such a blast together. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what has it been like for you personally to share a room? Because you mentioned that you have never shared a room before and I've shared a room like my entire life. So what's it been like for you?
1: It's really weird um, because like it's fun. It's like having a sleepover all the time except for It's also like having a sleepover all the time, which um, I'm really used to, like, privacy in my own house, and there's just none of that anymore, which is fine. It's just different. When we were just
0: sitting in our robes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's also really weird to basically go from not knowing someone at all, like, being complete strangers to, like, changing in the same room, like, really, really quickly. So it's definitely, I know it's, like, a universal college experience, but it's really weird. It is really weird. And, uh, yeah, definitely the privacy thing is the biggest adjustment for me, especially since the dorm room is, like, our entire house So there really is, like, nowhere you can go to get privacy.
0: Yeah, like, we have – so our floor is um, co-ed, and we have communal bathrooms. It's very traditional
1: setup, except for it is co-ed, which I feel like is not that traditional. But we just have a double communal bathroom. There's, like, nothing in our room. Yeah.
0: The bathrooms are, like, okay. Like, our showers aren't bad, except for the fact that they broke um, on move-in day, and we couldn't use them for, like, two days. And so we had to go, like, to the other side of the building. Also, the showers have
1: no hooks or shelves in them.
0: Yeah, that's our biggest complaint because there's nowhere to hang your stuff except the hook on the back of the door. It's very inconvenient. But, um, like, it's not terrible. And, honestly, like, the room doesn't feel as small as I think it should feel. Yeah. Um, Because we have really designated, like, our own spaces, which is nice. Um, So... I, I mean, I've shared a room forever, so it really doesn't bother me. Like, I'm so used to just having to, like, kick stuff out of the way or, like, change in front of people. Like, I really don't care. Um, so now we're going to talk about dining hall food. Mm. What are your thoughts on Smith Dining Hall? So, it's not great. <laughs> it's, like... It's not worth the money we're paying for, that's, that's for sure. That's for sure. We're
1: both vegetarian and... It's really hard to ha- to find diverse options for us. There are options, but I don't want to eat pasta and a salad or pizza and a salad or some form of potato and a salad for every single meal. Yeah. And if, like, the meal of the night is vegetarian-friendly, it doesn't – it's not very good. Like, it'll be, like, plain rice and tofu that's just – soaking the
0: tofu is literally usually just like a slab of tofu like they took a a big block of it and just cut like slabs of it and then it's just like a dollop of barbecue sauce or just like sits in a sauce and it it looks so unappetizing and it's like I know it sounds stupid complaining when there are options but like they're not good options and I definitely feel like there needs to be a bit more but one thing that I think is nice is that there is like always like a made-to-order station And so, like, there's usually, like, pasta, or, like, last night there were pierogies, and you can kind of, like, order what you want from there. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we've been doing. Um, And um, we have resources in our
1: room and on our floor (laughs) that we can use, a.k.a. the microwave and the fridge that we have. And then there's also a kitchen, which we haven't used yet, but we could if we wanted to. Yeah. So we will figure it out. It's just... It's the first week and it's not great
0: to start off. Yeah. The marketplace, which is like the dining hall um, in kind of like the student b- center. A little
1: bit nicer of a dining place.
0: Is I like that one a little bit better. Um,
1: not great, but better.
0: Yeah. But we, it's far. It is, yes.
1: And our dining hall, Smith Dining, the one that's not good, is on the bottom floor of our dorm, so it's really, really
0: convenient. And it's open twenty four seven, so three AM waffles might hit at one point or the other. But um the food, it'll will work with it. Um, it's not the worst thing I've ever eaten. It's not the best thing I've ever eaten. There are other options, and we did go to Big Lots the other day and get some microwavable stuff. And we when had some big, when literal Big Lots is the only grocery store. Yeah, and we had some um, ramen the other day. We made it in our room, and that Which was really slapped. good. Slapped.
1: It was actually so yeah.
0: good. Um. So I will keep you guys updated on the food. Let's hope we don't get food poisoning. <laughs>
1: Which That's is apparently a concern that we should have, in cor- according to the upperclassmen.
0: Oh, my gosh. And so now that classes have started and we've lived together for a week, like, what's one thing that you want to say about, like, literally anything or to me as a roommate, like, if I leave my stuff all over the place? Which I don't think I do that. I think I'm good at that, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Do you have anything to say? Um... Or to the younger people? Actually,
1: I kind of want to fist fight you, so...
0: Okay, (laughs) let's go outside Bestie Payne's door right now.
1: Right now, I'll take you.
0: Oh, we also had to do a roommate agreement with one of our RAs, and it was actually so funny, because, like, she was asking us these questions, and we were both just, like, joking around a little bit, and obviously, like, she thought it was funny, but she can't, like... Write she, it down. Yeah, she can't write down the fact that Clara and I were like, let's go fist fight as a joke <laughs> because it's like a serious like agreement.
1: It's like a contract. I don't and know. That was funny.
0: It was funny. And also another thing is that we have to wear our masks like in public spaces. I say as we don't wear our mask in a public space. <laughs> um, we're in the study room, just the two of us. So it's fine because we live together. But that has been a little bit tricky, not going to lie, just because I got so used to not wearing it.
1: It's also... 10 million
0: degrees. Yeah, outside. and like also like the fact that you have to like wear to go to the bathroom, which is literally like five steps away, is quite quite the struggle. And I think one thing this week has it's been a little bit like difficult to like talk to people and I feel like that sounds so silly and everyone's like, Oh, it'll be it'll get better. And it has gotten a little bit better now that classes have started, but like all the sports people group together and then all these people group together because people moved in early and stuff like that. And so it has been a little bit tricky to do that. And all of my friends were like, leave your door open. Like, people come say hi. And we did that, and nobody said hi.
1: And nobody, like, left their rooms to even walk by. Yeah, like,
0: like, move in. Everybody just, like, moved in and was in their room all day. And it was kind of like, I don't know. It's not what I was expecting. I thought everybody... It's fine.
1: It was just surprising. Definitely that's been the biggest thing this week is making friends has not been, like as easy as it's been in the past. Everyone is super friendly and willing to say, like, hi or wave at you or yeah. um, talk for a second. It's just, I personally, I haven't found, like, anyone who is sticking, you know? Rude. Like, okay, you don't count because we literally are <laughs> together. But, like, other than the relationships that we made before we even came here, yeah, like, it's been really hard to make new friends and part of that might be um like the covid restrictions and like wearing masks you like can't get a good feel on people if you can't see their face and people are a little i think less like willing to make friends and we followed the advice that we heard before like leave your door open say hi to people and it's not working for us. Yeah. So, I don't
0: know. Like, I've had some great conversations with people in the bathroom when we're, like, washing our face <laughs> or something, but... But then it's,
1: like, after that, you, like, don't talk to that person again.
0: Yeah. So, it's definitely something that we're gonna we're gonna work on. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a, more friends by next... I have friends. I'm not saying I don't have friends. I have Clara and then Jenna and Vika and Lydia. They're great. Um, we hang out all the time. Like, Jenna's always in our room. Yeah. <laughs> and so but it just it's still definitely an adjustment period and I mean it's only been a week so yeah, that's so like it like, makes sense
1: we're not like concerned or anything yet it's just like it's people said it would be easy and it's not as easy as they said it yeah. would yeah
0: okay so now we're gonna do some rapid fire questions are you ready yeah okay so are you an early riser or a night owl
1: definitely not an early riser
0: no you're really grumpy and you're you wake up in the morning and you're like quiet (laughs) and I'm like sitting in my bed at like seven in the morning like
1: I tomorrow is gonna be really interesting because it's the first day I will be able to actually sleep in and I'm probably gonna sleep till like one I'm not gonna lie oh my
0: gosh okay um who's your favorite RA oh
1: my god this is such a hard question (laughs) I gotta go with bestie Payne.
0: I hope Bessie Brittany doesn't listen to
1: this. I love Brittany, too, but Payne's closer, and he's funnier. <laughs> okay, what's the best thing that you've eaten in Smith? The pasta slaps. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's really good. Also, they know how to make a good Rice Krispie Treat.
0: Oh, yeah, the desserts are really good. Yeah. Okay. I had a Funfetti
1: cupcake today. Was Very it be-
0: good. Ooh. Okay, what's the best thing you've done on campus so far?
1: The best thing I've done?
0: Yeah, or, like, went to, like... Something that's happened. What's your favorite thing on campus so far? I mean,
1: I guess it's not technically on campus, but I really liked going to the Willis Center. That was the thing that was the most fun for me.
0: Um, oh, yeah. that was So that's like an old high school right by our campus that was turned into like a community center, and we went there to learn about service and stuff like that, and they were telling us all about these service opportunities, and Clara was very into it. It was really fun. I had a good time.
1: I also liked... Um, <laughs> I also really liked making Thai blankets for the community one day. I don't know. I like volunteering. Yeah, that was cool. And it's literally been a week, and not much has happened. So
0: yeah, I don't know. there's
1: not much to choose from so far.
0: Bingo's not your favorite. <gasps>
1: I forgot about bingo. How Bingo's you... my favorite.
0: So we went to a bonfire, um, and we went to, and we played bingo there and our table was the best table ever. It we, was so fun. It was, first of all, this is kind of goes back to the friend thing. Um, we have
1: this issue where we try to talk to people, and then they all end up being like upperclassmen or seniors. Yeah. <laughs> so we've met some really great people, but they're all old.
0: <laughs> old.
1: <laughs> yeah, like,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, but our big, big of, table was fire. It was so fun. Um, we like, cheered for everyone and we booed people a couple times when we and wanted both bingo of won. yeah claire and i both won i got a mug that says good vibes and you got the lights around our window they're like little paper lantern light things yeah. okay and then what is the most awkward encounter that you've had on <laughs> campus so far um
1: <laughs> um <laughs> awkward i
0: can think of like three right off the top of my head
1: Probably bestie in his underwear in the <laughs> hallway. That wasn't really awkward, though. It was just shocking.
0: This was a little awkward. He was in his underwear. Yeah. In the middle of the hallway asking you for a thumbtack.
1: Yeah. It was, I don't know. I was mad
0: at it, though. <laughs> okay, so thank what you so What were your
1: three that you thought of?
0: The first time Payne and I were brushing our teeth in the bathroom this? at the same time. We see our RA everywhere. Like, I'm always in the bathroom brushing my teeth at the same time as him. And so that's, like, really awkward. I was thinking about the underwear thing. Yep. And then I was thinking about when um, Jenna and I were in the elevator. And she was, like, flipping someone off. And someone was actually there. No, like, flipping no. off the door and someone was actually there. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for joining me. I hope you had a good time. I did. Cool. Uh, Do you have anything to say before we, we conclude? what time's our fist fight (laughs) what time's our fist fight right after we finish filming this um so that was my roommate Clara she's really cool um I'm gonna take that back now that you agreed (laughs) um I really enjoy living with her so far but I'll keep you guys updated because she kind of leaves her stuff all over the place yeah so we'll get back to you on that but um yeah thanks for tuning in Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of Mickey Mike's Up. I really appreciate the support. It was so fun to talk about the Cell and to have my roommate on here. I hope you guys like her as much as I like her so far. Yay! Um, she's still here. <laughs> and um, I will see you guys next week for more soccer content. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, remember to follow, share it, um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Mickey underscore Alfano and Mickey dot alfano. I don't know which one is for which, um, off the top of my head. But follow, give me some feedback, let me know what you think, and I will see you guys next Saturday.